We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Riggert. A pleasure to have you along. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to have David Driver on, the Dayton native. He's an area area guy that is an author, and he is going to go back overseas with his wife. We'll talk about that in a second. But I want to get an update on his books, how everything is going with him. But David, how are you, sir? Uh, good morning, Dave. Thanks so much. Doing well, and, and great, great to connect with you again. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's uh, it's almost February, so we're going to start getting into spring training and baseball's right around the corner. I was just talking some JMU baseball yet last night at the base, at the basketball game because it's right around the corner as they open up on the 17th. Um, so baseball's almost here. Basketball's in full swing. And again, we've talked about your books, but I want to get an update on, on how those are doing. But first of all, you and your wife are going to begin a five-year term as representatives to Ukraine with the Mennonite Central Committee and go over there. That's out of Akron, Pennsylvania. Talk about what you're up to now and what you're going to be up to as you and your wife head overseas. Yeah, well, thanks. It's, it's certainly a big challenge. Um, my wife retired from the University of Maryland um, at the end of last year, and so she's been looking for something a little bit different, a new challenge uh, after being at Maryland for a long time. Um, we did live in Hungary for three years when our two daughters were younger, and so we've always kind of looked at the opportunity to go back if, if it came along and, and we feel like it, it has come along at the right time and, and feel like it's a good fit we both have Mennonite connections um, and MCC has been around for about 100 years and they actually their start was in Ukraine um, because of the famine there around 1918 so that's where its roots are there's a lot of Mennonites that came from uh, Ukraine actually ended up most of them came to Canada but so they've been in Ukraine now for uh, they about 20 or 30 years. And of course, once the invasion started, they had to leave their offices in eastern Ukraine. So a lot of the staff has gone to other countries. So for now, we're going to be based in Poland, which obviously makes a lot of sense. A lot of refugees have, have gone to Warsaw. And uh, from talking to people, the Polish people have really um, come, come to the forefront and, and really helped out with this situation. Obviously, it's not a good situation for a lot of people. And you know, we're just going to, we know we're not going to save the world. Um, we're just going to try to do a small part and just grateful for the opportunity. MCC is well known around the world. They're in about 40 different countries. And we feel a lot of support from people in the last three weeks and, and meeting with folks in Pennsylvania. Well, and, and again, it's, that's something that, that it's, I'm sure it's near and dear to your heart, isn't it, to go over there and be able to help? And, and you mentioned you're not going to save the world, but just to help a little bit um, certainly gives you a lot of, lot of comfort, I'm, I'm guessing. Well, and I, I certainly need to mention my wife, Liz, has a great skill set. It's, it's, you know, she applied for the job. Um, she's had a lot of experience as an administrator at the college level, and she feels like a lot of her skills will transfer to this situation. Obviously, we've never been in, in quite a situation like this. Um, we'll, we'll job share. I'm hoping I can use my communications background and, and share some stories. So that's my prayer for, for what my role will be. But um, we just got off the, um, a Zoom call with our, our supervisors who are actually based in, in Jordan, and um, they've been very helpful. We actually went to college with one of them at Eastern Mennonite. So, um, you know, it, it's a cliche. You hear it a lot. I'm sure you hear it a lot from coaches and players that they have your back, and, and we certainly feel that case uh, transfers here as well. Okay, we're talking with David Driver. He is a Dayton native, and again, he's we're going to talk about his books. We've done that with him before, but want to get him on and just talk about what's going on. And you know, 
you, there, there's so many more important things that you're doing by going over there. But one thing that you can do on the side a little bit is go watch some European basketball. So I'm sure that'll be something. Your book, Hoop Dreams in Europe, American Basketball Players Building Careers Overseas, we've talked about that. But um, is that the hope to be able to go go watch some players over there too? I, I mean, certainly we have more important things to work Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to be in Warsaw. It's a population of about uh, 1.7 million. I've already checked the website. There are American men and women playing in Warsaw. And so, yeah, when we, um, they really stress for you to, to, to take care of yourself and take mental health breaks. So I think um, we'll go to basketball games, certainly not as a, as a journalist or to work, but um, just as a break, my wife loves vo- volleyball. is really popular in Europe. Um, when she lived in Russia, there was a really good men's team there. So between volleyball and basketball, and then when the weather warms up, hopefully, in Poland, uh, we'll get able to see some uh, European football. So, again, that's not going to be my priority. I-, I understand that. But I think, you know, for our leisure time, that's something I certainly hope that we can, you know, go out and catch a basketball game here and there. Yeah, I'm sure. No question about that. Again, we're talking with David Driver, author and, again, a Dayton native. And his his basketball book, Hoop Dreams in Europe, American Basketball Players Building Careers Overseas. And I know you keep tabs on a lot of the, the locals, and, and there's some JMU guys that are playing overseas, some JMU women that are playing overseas right now. Um, I got to talk with Andre Nation and, and Ron Curry as they're playing overseas, having great careers and making a lot of money yeah. overseas. But they played for the founding five in the TBT last summer, so I got to meet them right. and talk to those guys. But um, mm-hmm. boy, they're playing; they're they're having great careers over there. Yeah, I was just looking at stats the other day. Andre's averaging about twenty points a game in the German B League, and you know we have connections in Germany, so hope to get there at some point. As you mentioned, Ronald Curry, he's in France now. He's had a, a really nice career. I got yeah. to see him in person in Hungary a couple years ago. Um, you know, there's uh, you know. Juwan James is in Switzerland. Uh, Charles Falden is in North Macedonia. So, yeah, there's a number of JMU men. And then on the women's side, uh, Smalls is is playing in France. She's doing really well. And, um, of course, others, uh, you know, Jasmine Gill was in Greece a couple years ago. So, yeah, there's several JMU men and women who have had nice careers overseas. Yeah, fun to see Chuck Falden play well over there because, again, he was just here for one year last year with with Coach Byington, but but he's having Mm -hmm. a, a career overseas right now, as you mentioned, in North Macedonia. And that's yeah, we it got me thinking. And you mentioned this to me the other day that that Matt Lewis, obviously, he was here a couple of years ago, was a CAA Player of the Year, a phenomenal basketball player, and and he's been close to the league. He's been in the G right. League, playing in Iowa for the Minnesota Timberwolves G League team, and he's playing pretty well. He's having a nice season. He had a nice year last year. Um, he he played with a with the Wolves during during summer league and, and during the preseason, right. but you know. He's probably not making as much money as he would overseas. Do you feel like that might be a route for him eventually to go overseas as well? Yeah, and since we connected the other day, um, Dave, I did talk to a few people. So I know some some Americans playing overseas, and so I kind of they don't know Matt's situation per- specifically, and I don't either. But from what I was told, um, the G League base salary is around thirty seven thousand, and he could probably almost assuredly if he went to Europe could probably double that again depending on the country depending on the situation and that's the kind of decision that a lot of americans at that level have to make yeah um do, do you stay here you're in the g league you're close to a 10-day contract or the two-way contract or you maybe give up a little bit of that and go overseas and and you know in the long run over a 10-year career you could probably make a lot of money so again i don't don't know matt personally how that decision goes into 
family and things like that. But yeah, if you, if you wanted to make that decision and go to Europe, you could probably make a lot more money. Mm-hmm. And depending where you go, again, you can make six figures there pretty easily and, and, and much more. So we'll, again, we'll see any still chasing the NBA dream too. Again, you mentioned that's the decision that they've got to make. He's not that far away. And if some breaks could fall, maybe he could land in the NBA. And then obviously that's what these guys want to do. You know, it, it's really interesting. And, and that, does, that isn't to say that if he went to Europe, his NBA right. dreams are over. You're right. When we, when we lived in, there's a guy named Mike James. When we lived Oh, yeah, in absolutely. Um, from Duquesne, I believe, he was playing in Austria. When, when we, and, and again, don't want to put down basketball in Austria, but that's a long way from Italy, France, Germany. He, he began his pro career in Austria and eventually made it to the NBA. So you just never know. Yeah, you're exactly right. We're talking to David Driver, again, author from Dayton, is his book, Hoop Dreams in Europe, American Basketball Players Building Careers Overseas, is available. It's been out for a while now. And has the book, has it continued to do well for you? Yeah, I mean, um, I put we put a lot of attention to the baseball book this summer, so I'm kind of mm-hmm. circling back around to try to get the word out on the basketball book. Um, the, the baseball book was a little bit easier sell because you know it's it's based on virginia where overseas maybe not as many people have interest but but both books actually are available at oasis art store downtown harrisonburg and we're fortunate that the baseball book is actually available at the north river library in bridgewater and then it's also available at the main branch in harrisonburg if people you know want to want to check it out so we've we've been making some inroads it's been a lot of fun Again, we're talking with David Driver, author from Dayton, as he's talked about the two books. Again, I mentioned Hoop Dreams in Europe, American Basketball Players Playing Careers Overseas. And then we most recently talked about your baseball book that, that you brought up, and that's from Tidewater to the Shenandoah, Snapshots from Virginia's Rich Baseball Legacy. And uh, it seems like the book is really doing well. Yeah, I mean, we know, you know, it's a, it's, we know we're not going to get rich off this, and that wasn't the point. But, um, you know, we've sold a couple hundred copies, and um, – Lacey and I, my, my co-author, were able to be at the Virginia Baseball Conference Convention in Fairfax in December and got to meet a lot of coaches, some we had not met before, um, some we had, like Coach Posey and Coach Jackson, Coach Ike from JMU. So it was great to see those folks. Um, and then, you know, it was a really interesting convention. There were I counted five former major leaguers that oh, wow. were there um, and all, all played high school baseball in Virginia, three of them. Our coaches now in Virginia, Sean Camp is the new coach at George Mason. Uh, Billy Wagner, who, who's on the, the cusp of making the Hall of Fame, is at the Miller School down near Charlottesville. And then Randy Tomlin, who pitched for the Pirates, he is uh, a high school coach down in Lynchburg. So um, it was a lot of fun. They actually asked me to speak a little bit about baseball history, and we met a lot of great people. So that was a real, you know, that was like icing on the cake to be able to do things like that with the book coming out. That had to be a thrill because, again, you spoke about the book and the history of baseball in, in the Commonwealth. That had to be a thrill. I, I mean, I was really honored. Yeah, um, I bet. You know, I, I guess it, I guess that means raw at a certain age when you've been <laughs> around for, for a while. But um, got to, to know Tim, who's down in Richmond, who's put on the, the convention the last five years, and he was just really thrilled with this year's event. Um, it had a great turnout. I think there were at least 250 high school and college coaches there. Um, like I said, Lacey, my, my friend and colleague, um, we were able to man our booth. We sold a couple copies, and we just, you know, we both had known Randy Tomlin from Lynchburg from covering the Nationals. He was a pitching coach at AA for the Nationals before he returned to Lynchburg where he grew up and has coached down there. So we got to spend time with him. Got to talk to Billy Wagner about his son Will playing in the County League in <laughs> 2020 for Montezuma. And 
Billy got to go to Clover Hill um, <laughs> at that time and to experience that. So that was really fun. I had never met Billy Wagner before, and a lot of people are hoping that he can make the Hall of Fame one day, and he's getting closer and closer. Were you disappointed that he did not make it this past week? You know, I was following it online, and I, I um, you know, I'm not an expert on Hall of Fame voting. <laughs> I think, I think what it's not the question isn't is Billy Wagner Hall of Fame caliber. I think the question is does it, is a closer worthy of making the Hall of Fame? Right. There's so yep. few, there's so few of them. So I think, but if you look at his numbers, um, I think somebody posted on social media his numbers are a lot better than some closers who are in the Hall of Fame. So a, a lot of people are rooting for him, and it's just me it's amazing i mean he's been at the miller school now i think he told me for about 10 years um i mean how many hall of fame level baseball players are coaching at the high school level right. there's not very many so kudos to him for that he was talking to randy tomlin the two of them have you know both lefty pitchers both from central virginia so that it's kind of neat that here are two major leaguers who are giving back and have coached their sons at the high school level in Virginia. Well, and that's one thing, too. Again, we're talking to David Driver, author, again, a Dayton native. Um, his book, From Tidewater to the Shenandoah, Snapshots for Virginia's Bridge Baseball History, B- Legacy. And that's one thing. There's a, there's a lot of former major leaguers in the state now coaching these young players. That's so great for the state, to, to for those guys to give back to baseball for the young players. Yeah, definitely. Another person who was at the convention in Fairfax was Michael Kadire, who's, yeah. again, part of that, that rich 757 tradition. He's not coaching high school, but he has a 14-year-old son, so he's helping him coach. Um, Brandon Geyer's from Herndon in Northern Virginia. He played at UVA. His focus is on mental health. He's made a, a niche there awesome. and focusing on the mental side of baseball, and he's got a great following on social media. He's going around – speaking to high school and college teams. So, I mean, yeah, to have five former major league players show up at a state coaches convention says a lot about the state. And, you know, and there were Division three coaches there. I mentioned the coaches from Eastern Mennonite and JMU. So um, Tim Mary heads it up. He's with a private school in Richmond, and he really feels like the state is kind of taking the next step now with a lot of the learning and teaching that's going on. We're getting an update from David Driver. Again, he's the author of From Tidewater to the Shenandoah, Snapshots from Virginia's Rich Baseball Legacy. And as you mentioned earlier, your baseball book is available at Oasis. And both your books are available at Oasis Art Store in downtown Harrisonburg, as well as North River Library in Bridgewater, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, those websites, it's available as well. And you've had some nice notes. There's been a lot of folks that have reached out um, at the highest level and given you some really good feedback about your book. And that's got to make you feel pretty good also. Yeah, Lacey and I are just, you know, that's just a real thrill when, when people take the time to send you a note, whether it's, you know, I, I mean, I got a handwritten note from Dayton Moore, um, you know, the former general manager of the Royals, who's now with Texas. He's been in, in the Kansas City area for a long time, played at George Mason University, played in the Valley League. Um, I've met him just briefly, but I sent him a copy of the book and, you know, unsolicited, he sent me a note, nice note in the mail and just got a nice text from Lorenzo Bundy the other day. A lot of folks know his history. JMU first baseman in the 80s, played in the county league, played in the Valley League, longtime coach in, at the major league level. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to do some stories on him over the years. He sent a very nice note. So that, that's been the rewarding part for me is, um, you know, for, for longtime baseball folks that 
or obviously, you know, it's, it's Virginia related. It's just, it's just been really nice and affirming to hear notes like that. Yeah, no question. Tell me a little bit more about Dayton Moore. I, I got to interview Dayton quite a few times because I lived an hour from Kansas City. We covered the Royals, so I got to know him a little bit and interview him many times. Um, uh, an unbelievable human being. He's a great guy, did a great job in Kansas City, won a world championship, won two AL pennants. Um, but, but talk about him, and I didn't realize he was a Valley League Hall of Famer. Yes, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to probably say the wrong. I want to say he went in in 2020. Ask Kurt Dudley, he'll know. Um, <laughs> yes, he 20, will. 20, 2019, 2020. You know, it's funny. Um, I, you know, been in the DC area for a long time, and I remember when I saw the George Mason roster years ago, and I it said infielder Dayton Moore from Kansas, and <laughs> I think mm, Dayton as a first name that's unusual. Right. So that was my. That was the first time I came across him, and um, I did get a chance to meet him at Nats Park a few years ago when the Royals were in town. And, and you're right, Dave, and I figured you had, had history mm-hmm. with him. Just so many people have said what a character, a quality character person he is. I, I, I think of Tony Bennett at UVA. Yeah, um, very similar, I, no I think, question. Yes, yeah, I think of those two guys when I when I think of Dayton Moore. So, yeah, it was just really nice to get a note from Dayton Moore. And the Royals – even with him going to Texas, still have a ton of Virginia connections in their front office. And now the Texas Rangers have several <laughs> Virginia Virginia connections. Uh, Tony Beasley was their interim manager last year. He'll stay on as the third base coach. He's from Fredericksburg and Bowling Green. And I don't know if a lot of people know it, but Bruce Bochy, Hall of Fame manager one day, he spent part of his teenage years in Falls Church, Virginia. And, of course, wow. he's now the manager for the Rangers. So, yeah, there's always, there's always Virginia connections. Uh, you know, we didn't try to do this, but after the book was done, I realized that we had mentioned every major league team in some way. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't like that was our focus. Mm-hmm. We, we wanted to focus on the amateur level as well in college. But, yeah, I think there's something on every major league team in some form in our book. That's pretty incredible when you think about it, isn't it? I mean, just from, from one state to, to be uh, associated with every Major League Baseball team and, and many minor league teams as well. Uh, and that's part of why you did the book, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we wanted to touch on as many levels of play as we could, and we wanted to touch on as many areas of the state as we could. And so, you know, since we talked, I mean, the Washington Post was kind enough to do something on the book and um, you know, I've told people you could probably all 50 states could probably have a book like this. So if anybody out there wants to tackle the other 49, go for it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun. And the, the cover, you know, has gotten a lot of compliments as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's been a really good experience and really grateful that we were able to get it finished. Are you going to make a, a, another version, a second book, just because of more things you're finding out since this one got done? <laughs> yeah, actually, a, a lot of people have actually suggested that, and, and our designer, inside designer, is in Harrisonburg, and Russ has suggested we do that, and so Lacey and I are definitely up for that. Obviously, I have to kind of wait and see what my time, <laughs> right. time I, but actually, it probably would not be that hard to come out with a second edition this spring. It, you know, we would keep the cover the same. We would add a few chapters. Mm-hmm. It really would. Yeah, it's, it's definitely doable, and I, I think it's something we'd like to do. At some point, you've got your hands full right now, I'm sure, with, with what's going on. But, again, you and your wife going to head overseas and help out as uh, you uh, help some folks over there. But, hey, uh, God bless you, man. That, that's awesome you guys are going over there and being able to do that, and you have the ability to go do that with you and your wife. So good luck with everything over there. Thank you for your time, and uh, hopefully we can get some more books sold for you. 
Thank you, Dave. I appreciate you taking a few time, a few minutes to chat. 